Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. I'm John Atherton in Supply Chain Consulting at GT Nexus. And today I'm joined by Saeed Razavi here in the studio. Hey, Saeed. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us. Hey, quickly introduce yourself and tell us about your role here at the company. My name is Saeed Razavi. I am industry principal in the financial supply chain located in London within the supply chain consulting team. So today we're going to talk about this topic, which is comparing and contrasting these worlds of direct and indirect sourcing. So that's been at the top of agenda for companies for a long time, and certainly more recently around how to optimize and streamline those flows. Saeed, let's start with the basics. How, in your own words, do you describe direct and indirect? The way I see direct is it's good for resale. So as a large buying organization, these are purchases that I would make in order to resell them onto other corporates or consumers. Right. So an example might be in footwear, I suppose. I'm Nike or Adidas or Puma, and I'm buying finished sneakers that I resell into the markets. Correct. Now let's move over to the indirect side. What's that all about? Indirect is more maintenance, repairs, and operational. So these are items that a organization would consume basically for general operational purposes. So it could be things like stationery, it could be consultancy, it could be the window cleaner. Ah, the window cleaner. You can't run an organization without clean windows. So these are probably similar in some ways. Of course, your a corporation is spending dollars on these two categories with lots of different suppliers. But if we double-clicked on them, let's compare and contrast direct and indirect a little bit across some of the basic dimensions, such as volume or spend. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that. So, I mean, if you take the number of suppliers, for example, typically within the direct spend, the number of suppliers will be low. So most of the purchases will be made through a limited number of suppliers, whereas indirect you may have thousands of suppliers providing various different services for operational purposes. But contrast that with the spend. And again, it's similar in the sense that the value and the spend that goes through direct suppliers is much higher than the value process for indirect purchases. And how about for the number of transactions that are required to drive that level of spend across those suppliers? Are there roughly the same number of invoices and transactions, or are they different? Now, this is where you'd hear things like the 80-20 rule. So 20% of the suppliers provide 80% of the transactions in the direct scenario. In the indirect scenario, it would be a much lower volume of transactions, but from a much greater number of suppliers. Gotcha. So when it comes to the supply chain, of course, both of these categories you know, have to be managed. Stuff moves from one place to the next. But in industries, you know, I would say that the direct side of the procurement process is that much more important to running and operating a, a company's supply chain, like those we described earlier, like Adidas, Nike, and Puma. You know, I can only imagine that those companies have lots of different technology options to manage both of these worlds. Is it your opinion that for these companies, there's a one-size-fits-all IT strategy and application approach, or that, in fact, they're very different and should be tackled separately? The simple answer is they're very different and they should be tackled separately. So for the direct suppliers, there's a lot of automation that's required, and automation will bring in the benefits um, in terms of managing the supply chain. For the indirect, there are a lot of other components and other factors that need to be considered. So how can you automate a process for thousands of different suppliers? How can you reduce or eliminate the number of queries those suppliers generate? So in the direct example, integration may be time-consuming initially. 
but the benefits are very apparent. In the indirect example, it's important to use technology and provide self-service tools for those suppliers because you have thousands of suppliers and technology is important so that suppliers can, for example, log on to a web portal and check the status of invoices. They can raise queries online. They're self-sufficient and there's no need for the accounts payable department, for example, to constantly be checking the status of invoices and providing that information to the indirect suppliers where they can get this themselves. Okay, Saeed, that sounds good. Now let's compare and contrast these one more time from the buyer's perspective. Is it right to think that on the direct side, the goods that I'm procuring, such as the sneakers or the red shirt, are much more tightly linked to other operations in my company, supply chain, customer service, marketing, whereas on the indirect side, because I'm procuring insurance or pencils or window washing services, it's probably less likely to be dependent and linked to other areas of my operations. Is that an okay way to think about it? Absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, on the direct side, the chain is much longer. On the indirect side, the chain is much shorter. The goods are purchased, they're delivered, and that's pretty much the end of it. Super. So thanks for spending time with me today, Saeed. It was good to have you here to walk through a discussion around the difference between direct and indirect and whether one IT strategy fits all. And I think the answer is no, it doesn't. So thanks for joining me on Supply Chain Radio. This is John Atherton signing off.